welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. In this podcast, you will experience something that will provide energy and power in your desire to have and own your own business. I have seven steps the Lord has given me to increase your impact in business and in making a profit. So I want you to get ready to receive God's blessing on your life today as you endeavor to start a business or to increase the business that you have. But let's pray before we get into it. Heavenly Father, once again, I come to you on behalf of those who are desirous of having a business, Lord, and I pray that you would bless this now. And I invite the Holy Spirit to take charge, take complete control of what's taking place today. I ask for your anointing. I pray that you would bless the scriptures as I read them and that you would give me clarity and guidance and direction for those who've tuned in today. I believe that something very special is going to take place in this podcast today, and I'll be careful now to give you the praise and glory for it. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The title of today's podcast is How an Employee Can Become the Owner. Now, I know some of you have thought about that. Some of you maybe have thought about it for a long time. I know as a young man, I would work part-time when I was in college, and I would be with a business, and I'd think, this is interesting. I wonder what it would be like to own this and be the boss of this place. Or I might have a thought that this business is really fun and something exciting. Or sometimes I'd be involved with a business that I didn't like at all. I was just doing it because I needed a part-time job to make a little extra money while I was in college. I know one thing. In America, one of the dreams that people have is to maybe someday own their own business. Now, I know some have no interest in that whatsoever, but there are many people who do, and I thought this would be a good way to introduce how being an employee can lead to becoming the owner of your own business. Now, let me just make this comment. Have you ever worked for a business and thought about what it would be like to own that business? Now, I told you that I have, but I'm asking you that question right now. There are those who are happy to be the employee and not the owner. There is nothing wrong with that, not at all. My dad was an employee of a large company for many years, and he liked his job. He felt secure in that job, and he did not want to have to be responsible for operating a business and taking care of other employees and building the business from scratch and borrowing money. So he decided the best thing for him in his life was to work for someone else, and I think that's just fine. This episode is designed for those, though, who have a desire to own their own business. The two most common ways to be a business owner are to start the business from scratch. That means just you got an idea, you got a plan, and you go out and just get something started. Many times a hobby can turn into a business, but know the difference between a hobby and a business. A business is supposed to make a profit. A hobby many times is something that just costs you money. Now that means that people who start a business from scratch means that you take on the full responsibility, I mean complete responsibility of ownership. This is the most common way to own a business. The success rate is very low though. Most new businesses fail in the first year or so due to a lack of finances or knowledge of how to run a business. This episode is directed toward anyone who is an employee of a company and they desire to someday become the owner of the business that they work for. Now this type of business ownership is more likely to succeed for a number of reasons. So here's a small list of first, It is an existing business and you don't have to start from scratch. So there's something that's there that's functioning. It may be functioning well, it may be functioning poorly, but at least you have something to start with. Another reason that this seems to be a little more successful is that it has customers and employees and has something going for it and has already established something that may take a while to get going. If you take over an existing business, that business has gone through the challenges and survived those challenges. 
Another reason they're successful is that they have worked in that business and have gained knowledge and understanding of what the right things to do are and what the wrong things are. Another reason for taking over an existing business is that you're aware of the financial steps that need to be taken place or the financial mistakes they've made or the financial decisions that they need to make. Another reason might be that you know the good and the bad issues that you will face. The fact that hiring employees is not the easiest thing in the world to do, but these are all things that help you to be successful if you take over an existing business. Maybe one other item might be is that you know what needs to change. You know what needs to be modified or corrected in order to make that business successful. So those are the more practical things that would help people from starting from scratch, and that is to do something with an existing business. It's interesting that I'm on this topic today because about an hour ago, I went out to grab a coffee at a local coffee shop with my wife before I got into this. And the young man that was serving me was asking me a question, how's my day going? And what are you doing with the rest of your day? You got something fun planned? And I said, well, I'm going to be doing a podcast later today on how an employee can become the owner of his business. And he kind of smiled and you could see his face kind of lit up. And he said, you know, someday I'd like to own my own business. I thought that was so interesting because I pulled out a card and I said, well, you know, you might want to listen to this. I'm not selling you anything. This doesn't cost you anything to listen, but I'm doing a series of podcasts on businesses. And today's just happens to be on how an employee can become an owner. You could tell he was excited. He took my card and he says, oh, I'll be listening in. I said, well, it might be a few days before it gets posted, but it was kind of interesting how God provided me with someone face-to-face that had a need for something I was getting ready to talk to for those who have the same desires that he has, and that is to become an owner from being an employee. Well, I've kind of laid a guideline down for you to, you can either start your own business from scratch or take over an existing business, and that's all practical stuff. But now let's look at how you can go from an employer to an owner based upon God's Word. So here are a couple of scriptures I believe that'll help us in owning the company that we are currently working for. I'm looking in the book of Deuteronomy right now in chapter 28, and this is a very, very powerful chapter when it comes to God's blessings, and he's talking to the people of Israel. God is giving his people instructions on how to be blessed, and the key has to do with obedience to him and to his word and his instructions and his direction. So I'm going to read you, oh, let's see, probably verses 12 and 13 in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, in the New Living Translation. And here's what it says. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. Now, wouldn't that be a nice way to go into running a business or to move forward? Because God is instructing his people, if they will listen to him and obey his instructions, then they will be blessed. That's just the promise of God. Now, there's more here in Deuteronomy 28, because he He was giving his people instruction. Let's go back to verse number seven. It's in the New Living Translation. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven directions. I read this scriptures, these passages in the book of Deuteronomy, because it goes way back in the Old Testament, because I want to lay a foundation that God has 
always said that he wants to bless his people. And if you're interested in getting into a business and be a part of one, if you're an employee that you'd like to own that business or some other business someday, you have the promise of God. As long as you follow him, you give your life to him, and you're obedient to him, he promises to bless us in whatever that we do. So with that, I, matter of fact, I want to read that one thing apart again. I, I think it's fascinating when you think about a new business. It says, you will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Think about that. Think about having a business where you are so profitable that you can lend people money, you can help others, and not have to worry about borrowing for your own business. Now, I know that's a little side point, but it's something that is important to understand, that there are no limits to God's blessing when we desire to step out in faith, follow His Word, and step into His plan to bless our business. Now, I've put together seven steps of things that we must do when we work for a business that we want to own. Think about that. When we work for a business that we want to own, here are seven suggestions that I give you that I think might help you. Now, this applies to pretty much a small business. Now, I'll be giving you more information or addressing working for a large business maybe a few minutes down the road. So let me give you these seven, and I hope that they'll bless you. Number one, be the best employee in the company. Be at work a little earlier than anyone else. And this shows them that you have a strong work mentality, a strong work ethic. And that's very important for someone who owns a business. Be at work a little earlier than them because that also shows initiative and it shows them that you have a greater interest in this company. We need to pray for our boss. We need to show respect for them, but also pray for them, you know, on our own. And if they're a Christian believer, you can ask them if it's okay that you pray with him because that shows that you have a desire that they be blessed. Now, when it comes to work and working for someone else, the book of Proverbs has a lot of scriptures, a lot of verses that are very wonderful and very helpful. I'm going to read one to you about work found in Proverbs 14, 23. It's in the New Living Translation. Work brings profit, but mere talk brings poverty. Now, in order for us to profit in our business or profit in the work that we're doing for someone else, we need to then work and do it with all earnest desire to help and to bless. However, if we just talk about it, then it's not going to produce anything profitable. So it's crucial to have a work ethic in order to be able to show someone else that you are deserving of possibly a promotion or something greater. First two, be loyal to the company that you work for. Talk positive to other employees about the company. You know, one thing that bothers me when I go to a company, maybe I'm at a store and I'm getting to check out. That's usually when I see it. And what bothers me is when I walk into that business and I hear employees complaining at the checkout counter. You're sitting there and you're wanting to just check out and move about your business. And here's two employees complaining to each other about the business and how terrible it is and how awful it is. And they don't even acknowledge you. And sometimes they will pretty much ignore you and just keep complaining. Now, when that takes place, they're basically telling me there's something wrong with this company or there's something wrong with them. And if we're an employee of a company and we have a desire someday to maybe be the owner or be a successful person in that company, we need to be positive, especially to other people who are watching and looking and seeing how this business operates. Now, number three, remember that whoever we work for, that they're our boss. We need to show respect to them. And the best way to show respect for them is to do great work. That's probably the best way I can give you an example that if you want to show respect to your employer or to the owner of that business, then give them good work, do great work, and do it to the best of your ability. Number four, we work as for the Lord and not just for our boss. Remember that. When you're an employee, you're not just working for that person, that boss. 
or that owner. You're working for the Lord. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, it gives us an example of that. The Apostle Paul is writing to the Colossians, and he's basically saying that work is a good thing. And here in chapter 3 and verse 23, here's the words he says, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. Verse 24, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Now, what this is telling me is that if I work hard for other people, I'll be blessed by giving my best to them. God's going to give his best to me. Number five, you know, there's an old saying that says, happy wife, happy life. And that's kind of cute and funny. But on the other hand, I want to kind of modify that a little bit. How about number five saying, be happy at work because a happy employee brings a happy owner or a happy boss. We should be a positive person at work. We should be an encouraging person at work. We should encourage other people. Even if we don't feel like it, we should do the best that we can to be happy in our work and spread some joy at the office. Now, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says this, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. We've got to have the joy of the Lord in our life if we're going to impress anyone else and have a chance at having success in our business as an employee or as an owner. All right, step number six for those who are employees and would someday like to be the owner. Learn as much as possible about the business while you work there. Talk to other employees about their jobs. What do they do? So you understand more about the business. Ask them what they like and what they don't like. The saying is that in order to move up in a business, we've got to understand the business better than the next guy. And so we need to learn as much as possible, as much as we can while we're there at work about that business and how it functions and maybe think about ways that it would function better if you were the boss or you were in charge. All right. Step number seven, let the owner know that you want to move up in the business. Ask what you need to do in order to increase your responsibility with that business. It's so important that the owner identifies you as someone who has more of a goal to move up and he's going to expect more of you. So therefore, let him know that you're ready, you're there, it's long term, you like what he does, you like the business, but you like to have an opportunity to grow and then impress him with the commitment that you've made to the company and with your desire to work hard and be a great employee. As a matter of fact, some people will say, well, you mean you go directly to the owner or the boss and tell them that you'd like to move up? Yeah, Bible tells us we have not because we ask not. And so I believe that if you have a desire to move up in business, you need to make that known, especially to those who are in authority over you in that particular business. So I would encourage you, now find the right time. Don't just get in the boss's face when he's loaded with work and he's got so much to do and then you jump in the middle of his face and say, hey, I want to be the owner someday. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using some common sense and some knowledge, but just letting him be aware that you're in it for the long haul, that that's your desire. I know when I was a banker, I thought I'd be a banker the rest of my life. I went to become a banker. I worked hard at it. I was blessed. The Lord blessed me. I started as a drive-in teller and through many promotions, I wound up being the retail sales director for the whole state of Arizona. And it was a wonderful job, but it's because I made myself available. I wanted people to know that I was there and I was working hard and they would look around and say, who's the one that seems to be the most committed? And those are the people that pick up to promote. And if one promotion leads to another promotion to another promotion, you may find yourself in a position that you could wind up becoming a partner of that company and become very valuable to them, very important to them. Show that company owner that you are going to be a valuable asset of that company and do it slowly. 
Take your time, but watch and see if you don't move up and have an opportunity, maybe someday, to be a partner and then eventually an owner of that company or a similar company where you have great experience. I feel like I may have gone through that a little fast. Let me give you a really, really fast review of those seven steps. First, be the best employee in the company. Two, be loyal to the company. Three, show respect to the owner. Four, work as for the Lord. That's what the Word of God tells us. Five, be happy at work. Six, learn as much as possible about the company. And seven, let the owner know that you're there for the long haul. And I believe if you do those things, you have a great chance of moving up in that business, maybe becoming a partner, and maybe someday improve yourself to a position where you could wind up being the owner of that business. Now, doesn't that sound good? Okay, now previously, I said that I would address those who work for large businesses, even the huge businesses around. Well, let me tell you what worked for me when I worked for a major bank. Although I wanted to own my business, I knew I could not own a multi-billion dollar bank. Therefore, I spoke to my customers about their businesses, and through them, I discovered the type of business I wanted to own. Think of that. Through the work that I was doing at one company, I learned through customers what I really wanted to do and what I would like to own someday. One, I gained knowledge through my discussions about their businesses. Two, I increased my understanding of what I would face as I worked with my customers. In. And three, I developed future contacts for the business that I wanted to have in the future. So if you're working for a large corporation, you probably won't ever own that corporation. However, you can learn something that you can take from that to another place where you could start your own business or partner with someone and have the knowledge and the training that you need to be ready to move into business ownership. In previous podcasts, I've talked about the importance of having wisdom and having knowledge and understanding the financial parts of business. As a matter of fact, I mentioned that businesses fail for two main reasons. The two of the biggest reasons are one is a lack of knowledge in their business and also for a lack of finances. So in order to understand that, let's go to the book of Proverbs, one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible dealing with business, and that is Proverbs chapter 3. And it has to do with understanding how wisdom will help us. So let's apply that to business, to seeking to own a business, to seeking being a great employee and moving ourselves through the company to wind up with ownership. We need to gain wisdom to do that. So in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13, the New Living Translation, let me read this and talk about it as we go. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. All right, they put those two together because it's crucial to have wisdom. And if you have wisdom, then you're filled with joy because you're confident, you're comfortable, you understand what's going on, and you have understanding. So therefore, you understand what you're supposed to do with the wisdom that you've gained. The knowledge that you've gained in the business has a purpose. And so this scripture tells us that joyful is the person. That person's happy if they have wisdom and they gain understanding because of that. Verse 14, for wisdom is more profitable than silver and her wages are better than gold. What that's saying is having the the wisdom that we have to have will bring profit into our life. Now, it may not always be in money. It may just be in making good decisions and living a godly life and, and being a good father, a good parent, a good husband, a good employee, all those things. For wisdom is more profitable, it says, than even money, it's saying. It's even better than that. So if there's anything that we lack or anything that we need when it comes to working towards owning our own business is to have wisdom and then take that wisdom and use it to profit in whatever we do. You know, this would be a good time to just make this point. A lot of people get with the word wisdom and knowledge confused. Well, let me tell you how I look at it. Knowledge is knowing what to do. Wisdom is knowing when to do it and how to do it. 
You see, it's important to have wisdom over knowledge. You can have a person that's very smart. I mean, very intelligent, has a lot of knowledge, a lot of that. But when it comes to being wise with that, they struggle with it. That's why this scripture is so important for being successful and understanding how you can accomplish owning your own business is we need to gain wisdom. Now let's read verse 15. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Now earlier it says more precious than silver and her wages are better than gold. Now it says wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. I would say that's an endorsement for wisdom in our plan to succeed in whatever we do. Verse 16, she, that's referring to wisdom, offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. So I guess that probably gives you a good example of how important wisdom is. Verse 17, she, that's wisdom again, she will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Well, that's important because when we're on a process, on a path, on a, on a game plan, I should say, we set a game plan to be successful in business and maybe someday own that business, we need guidance. And wisdom is the key to that guidance. And true wisdom comes from God. True knowledge can come from an education, and that's fine. You can gain the knowledge, but it needs wisdom applied to knowledge in order to have success that we need. Verse 18, wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who who hold her tightly. So therefore, I encourage you right now to understand, to gain wisdom, and the wisdom that we want is God-based wisdom, the wisdom that tells us that God is the source of every good blessing. Verse number 18 is so crucial to all this. It says, wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. We've got to seek wisdom to pursue wisdom because then it says, happy are those who hold her tightly. So in order to succeed, We've got to have wisdom. Yes, the knowledge we need, but we've got to use it wisely and watch and see how God's going to bless you. Now, as we draw toward the close of this particular podcast, there's a point here I think that's really very, very important to make. And that is that in business, it's wonderful to succeed. It's wonderful to have a profit because profit is good. And it's extremely good if it has a divine purpose. And we need to believe that God has created us to be successful people, that he created us with a plan and a purpose to be achievers, to be more than overcomers, to be more than conquerors. And that's how he sees us. We've got to see ourselves like that, not out of pride, but out of appreciation that God loves us and desires for us to have success. So I want you to take that thought and move forward with it in your plan to go from employee to owner of a business. I hope this has been a blessing to you. So let me just pray for you as I close this podcast. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those who are listening in. And I know they have a desire to either change businesses, get into a business, be able to move from being an employee to being an owner. Those are all maybe desires they have. Otherwise, I don't think they would have even listened to this. Maybe they have a desire to help other people who want to accomplish that. So I pray that you would bless it, Lord, that this lesson would go deep into their hearts and help them to see, Lord, that you are a God who wants to bless his people. You created us with a reason and a purpose and a plan. And Lord, I believe that as we walk in that plan and our purpose, Lord, you're going to bless it as long as we put you first. And remember, Father God, that every good and perfect thing that comes into our life is from God the Father. I pray blessings upon each person who's heard this today, that you would touch them, that you would anoint them, and that you would help them, Father, to walk in the fullness that you designed for them, Lord. 
I pray, Lord, that many of those who are listening in today will move forward to their goal of owning their own business someday. And Father, that through these teachings and through your word, Father, and through what's yet to come, that they will be successful and they'll give you all the praise and all the glory for it. And I'll thank you for that in advance now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, I want you to stay tuned to upcoming podcasts because after this one, I'm going to do what could have been part two to this particular podcast, but it stands on its own. My next podcast is entitled Steps to Purchase a Business, and it's going to go a little bit differently than this one did and give you some guidance and some steps that how you could acquire a business, in many cases, even without any money on your own part. You wouldn't have to purchase it with any of your own funds. So I pray that you might want to listen to that. You might want to ask your friends and your family members if they'd like to tune into these teachings. I hope that it's been a blessing to you, and I know that the Lord desires to bless people, and I know there needs to be a whole lot more Christians in business today, and I thank God in advance for that. So if you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, what is quality Christian living? It's something that the Lord put upon my heart to help people live a quality Christian life. Pretty simple. And understand what it is to live that type of life. I have a web page that you could go to and get learn more about quality Christian living. It's found at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull that web page up, you'll see a link on the front of it that is a link to all the podcasts that I've done. This is the 211th podcast we've done. And there's a extensive list of topics we've covered from the area of spiritual gifts of the Spirit and of prosperity and what it's all about, of generosity, what it's about, how to get out of debt, how to live a godly life, how to work in the gifts of the Spirit, how to experience faith for miracles, and a number of topics I think that could be a blessing to you. So I hope that you'll look at that and that some of those podcasts will be a blessing to you. In addition to that, if you're on my webpage, you can scroll down a little bit farther and you'll find a list of books that I've written dealing with many of these topics because a lot of the podcasts that I've done were based upon books that I have written that the Lord has inspired me to put in writing. And there's five of them on that webpage dealing with helping veterans, helping people get out of debt, helping people understand to have greater faith. And I believe that'll be a blessing to you. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, we're excited about continuing on the topic of business. You know, my background, some of you may not know it, that for many years, my wife and I owned a real estate development company in Scottsdale, Arizona. Prior to that, I was a banker for about 15 years and financed a lot of real estate companies. And more recently, my wife and I founded a church in Scottsdale, Arizona. We pastored and the Lord blessed it and it did very well. And a few years ago, we felt it was time to step aside and let someone younger come in and take over the church. So we merged our church with the Dream City Churches and it's been a great blessing to be a part of that. So God has given me some experience that I want to share with you and I hope that you're receiving it in the fashion that it's intended just to bless you, not to give me any credit or any honor whatsoever, because everything that I have, every blessing that I have in my life has been a gift from God. He's been wonderful to me. He's saved my soul. And then on top of that, he's healed me of incurable diseases. And here I am today being able to speak about the experiences I've had and share them with those who may have an interest. So may God richly bless you. So with that, I want to give you just a short list of topics that will be coming up in future podcasts on business. Very quickly, I'll go through some of these. If you're interested in business, let me ask you this. Why do you want to have a business? Why did you choose the business that you are seeking? Do you have a business mentor, someone that can help you? If you don't, then why not? Is there a business you patterned your business after? 
Is it okay to have partners in business? And I covered that in, briefly in one of my other podcasts. Is it okay to borrow money for a business? Do you have a plan to build your business? How can you finance it? How do you plan to monetize the business that you're going to have? Do you understand the difference between risk and reward? If you're married, are both you and your spouse in agreement on this business? Have you done your due diligence? And I'm going to get into due diligence, I think, at length because that's so important to make the right decisions based upon the investigations that we've made about this business and talking more about how to go from employee to a business owner. As you can tell, there's a lot to cover yet, and we've got a lot of scriptures to read, and we'll need the Lord's help to show us how those scriptures will help us to move forward in our discussions and our talks about business. So with that, let me close with this comment. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and all that you do. Thank you so much for listening in to Quality Christian Living.